0: Hi, this is Catherine Lasota, host of the LIC Reading Series. LIC Reading Series is a monthly event that takes place in the Carriage House of LIC Bar in Queens, New York. Every event we have has readings and a panel discussion, and in this episode, you're going to hear the discussion from our December 2018 event, which featured Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya, Hannah Lilith Asadi, and Keith Gessen. You're also going to hear for the first time in this episode about the Magic Silver Box, which makes an appearance at every one of our events. And here's how we describe it in the live event. Yeah. All right. So this is how it works. The Magic Silver Box is over here on the table next to the books. There's some pieces of paper and pens. During the intermission, you write a question on for like these authors who are really cool. And if during the panel discussion I ask you a question you win a prize. (laughs) What? And that, my friends, is the Magic Silver Box. It will make an appearance later in this discussion with Nana, Hannah, and Keith. And if you missed these authors' readings, no worries. You can just go back one episode and catch up. I will wait. You all caught up? Okay, great. Now let's uh, get back to LIC Bar and dive into this discussion. Look at this beautiful group of authors, you guys. Aren't they beautiful? Let's just, like, applaud
1: beauty. Beautiful audience.
0: (laughs) Wait, what did you say? Oh, aesthetics. I thought you said sex. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, sure, they're sexy. All right. (laughs) Uh, Same thing. Sure, why not? You guys, this is when it gets interesting. So, okay. We... We have three very different books here, right? Um, But I am curious to hear from each of you what causes you or what makes you say, I want to write about this. This is something that I want to, like Keith, I know I think that um, you also uh, went to take care of your grandmother in Russia, is that right? And it kind of maybe spawned some of the, Ideas of wanting to write this book, and maybe if you guys could each talk a bit about what makes you say, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into something that's gonna be really book length, or you know, it, or even even story length." Um, and then, uh, do you ever think that about a certain topic or something, and then you start writing, and you go, "No shit, I can't, I can't keep with this." And why? Like, what makes you keep with something and really dedicate a, a story or a novel to it? Anyone can start that.
2: I can start. <laughs> All right. Um, For me, uh, and there's, a, I guess because my first book is a story collection, there's like a lot of different, I guess, subjects that are engaged. But I usually don't ever think about that in like the inception period. You know, I kind of like get like a a, a voice or something or like a couple of lines that I think are interesting. And I kind of build up from there. Um, but I mean, pretty early on, I do kind of get like, well, this is probably going to, and be sort of thinking about maybe race or something, you know, with these kind of stories. Or maybe, like, this is probably about shopping, capitalism, whatever. But um, for me, it's like I I have to get attached to, like, a character that I think is really interesting. And so um, if uh, if I can uh, – the stories I write are the ones that, I, like, were bothering me so long and I can't – I have to now. Because they were just kind of, like, here forever. And I was, like, probably try not to because it's cooler to, like, you know <laughs> – watch Netflix or something, but, um, something like, like I couldn't not do. And I stay with it. If it, um, if it's more kind of like a lying level energy can be maintained for me, that's like kind of my thing, I think.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, in, in this case, I, I did go and take care of my grandmother and then, you know, I spent most of the time, uh, not being very, good at taking care of my grandmother and um sort of thinking about ac- activities for us to do none of which she enjoyed um <laughs> and it was it was an interesting experience because you know i've um since i was young i would kind of I'd go around my, through my life being like sort of narrating it in my head <laughs> mm-hmm. um as, as a lot of people and, and particularly writers do and it it was such a kind of difficult and frustrating experience for the most part that I wasn't doing that while I was happening. I didn't think I was going to write about it. And, um, and then toward the end, I kind of figured out that she just needed me to just kind of hang around and, and not really think of activities, but just kind of be in the, in the apartment with her. Um, and then I had to leave and it was such a, uh, it was so sad and devastating. And I felt like I had abandoned her, even though, you know, it was always the plan that I was going to leave. And I just kind of felt like I had to get it out of me. Um, And it was, uh, and, and I, and initially I kind of wrote it pretty much the way it happened. Um, And it wasn't, it didn't actually communicate how sad and, and terrible it was. Um, So, you know, kind of one of the turning points of the book, I mean, was, was when I started sort of making things up that would, better communicate what actually happened if that makes sense um and, but it took it took a it took a long time
0: that's interesting that it is drawn on something that's such directly a personal experience did did the course of writing the book or completing the book um cause you to feel differently having written about it about that experience or do you have the same sense of
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's been nice. I mean, people are like, oh, the grandmother's so hilarious or, you know, so crazy. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's been fun. It's been fun to have people kind of spend time with my with my grandmother.
3: I think uh, for me, maybe there's a little bit of escapism in terms of writing and like um, I want to write when I stick with a subject or a book, I want to write into a place that I want to be for a while. So it's sort of a visual setting kind of thing that kind of draws me in as a sort of spell, and I want to write that place or imagine that place as much as I can. Um, and in terms of this book, um, I just, in terms of Sonora, I, um, I had a class, uh, the last class I took in my MFA, which was centered around James Joyce's story, The Dead, and the assignment was just to write about, you know, death. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, the last assignment, yeah. And um, I had known a bunch of people at, at my high school who had died in very like strange ways in the desert. And the desert is where I grew up. And it was always sort of haunting to me. And I wrote this little piece for this assignment. And in one night and the next morning, I found out that, Yet another classmate that I hadn't heard from, you know, hadn't heard about in a very long time died that same night, and it was just this like very freaky. Um, I don't want to say synchronistic, <laughs> but like this really freaky echo or whatever was happening. I knew that I owed this material something that um, I couldn't give up on it.
0: So that's interesting. Did you um, did you think about writing? I mean, having so many classmates die and these ways did you thought about writing about that before this assignment did did that really like spark a hey actually
3: no it's huh. weird I just didn't <laughs> I mean and because maybe and they weren't many of them weren't very um I mean you know at the time when I was in high school it felt very dramatic <laughs> but it and it felt and we all talked about it as this curse you know but um yeah it didn't feel like you know i was in my mid-20s when i started writing this book and i was consumed by other like stupid things (laughs) so um but yeah that assignment for and whatever for whatever reason it just
0: yeah that's really interesting to think that it could have been prompted on by an assignment because it makes me think you know you guys are doing your secret handshake about syracuse over here like the uh (laughs) can you talk about uh what it has done for your writing to be in a situation with teachers of writing. If it may be an example of something that broke open for you because of a particular teacher or, or maybe you're like education for writing is bullshit. And that's a stupid question, Catherine. Like I could do it by myself, but now I have an MFA. So woo-hoo. <laughs> what do you think?
2: Um, You know, I think, I mean, I, I think like with MFA for me is very purposeful. And I think it's great. I think Publishing in general is maybe like two MFAE for sure, and I and I like always kind of maintain and hope that like that's not the only way to like get your stuff out there. But um, for me, it was great. I'm not from like some literary community or whatever. I didn't know um, a lot of writers. For me, it was nice just to be like seen and validate, validated by these people that were doing the thing I wanted to do. I went there because George Saunders was my favorite author, and he ended up being you know one of my most important mentors, my thesis advisor. Um, a man named Arthur Flowers there, and he totally he had a prompt for us too and it was um write a story to save the world and yeah and i was kind of like yeah, Teachers that's are
0: giving you guys huge <laughs> oh yeah for,
2: for arthur flowers that's no big deal that's like that's every day he's saying something like that you know he's like this like kind of mythic memphis blues man um high hoodoo type dude you know you know what i'm talking about and um he like is the real deal you know and so for him that's not a big deal but for me it was and um I remember thinking like, you know, sort of like the sort of weird cynicism that I had acquired at the MFA actually about like, you can't do that or something. And now it's like what I, that's my prompt. I don't have, I don't work, I don't think about it actively. But for me, like that's kind of a part of everything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be like, you know, write about the subject. The story I wrote in response to that prompt is the shortest story in this book. It's about my mom. It's Maybe people might call it the least political, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, you could, there's a lot of different ways of like saving someone. So like, I think programs can be great. I think they can be super healthy. I think that you can be around people trying to do something. I think they they could sort of, like any insular community, they take on a lot of like weirdness. You know, when I got to that, again, it was was, was very foreign to me. So when I got there, I was like, why is everybody eating so much hummus? You know, (laughs) stuff like that. Because
0: they're broke, maybe. I was like, I don't get it.
1: What, what's the answer to that? Why? I don't know. It's right a typewriter
2: know. thing too. I was like every I would I would go in every party in the living the room. There's like this very prominently displayed typewriter. <laughs> oh, that's so. <laughs> and I was like, right. is I gotta <laughs> buy a typewriter? Oh, typewriter! I didn't. No, the
0: hummus thing was it? Was the hummus also at parties? Because yeah, it was always I, at parties. I wonder if that's also a thing of like wanting to accommodate everybody that happens because it's like a food that all the all the people can eat.
2: I think so. Yeah, they're pretty intentional about their food choices. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was used to like, if you get a party, you get like a pepperoni and a cheese pizza, and that's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> and over there, that's kind of like, whoa. What about the lactose
0: <laughs> intolerant people, man?
2: How dare you for like gluten free? You know what I mean? It's like you're a bad guy. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, shit. I kind of love that. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> write a story to save the world because it, in a way, it's saying. Oh hey! By the way, respect yourself as a writer because actually you're, you could save the world. Yeah. If yeah. You write the, a good story.
2: Like at the time, I thought it was like a, sort of I don't know weird to think that you
1: can. Now I think it's sort of defeatist to think you can. You know. Um, I I really uh, I also so we I also went to Syracuse. Um, wow! It was, I know. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh really? hey, Oh my god! So you know the handshake this whole thing. Um,
2: right. It's <laughs> no. it says a status Q mob you know q mob right,
1: that has a um, what i what I, what what did i learn at syracuse oh, i i uh it was um i'd never been to a place like syracuse i mean it really uh it's pretty it's pretty depressed um <laughs> they uh yeah. you know they they kind of drove a highway through the middle of the city yeah. that that was not helpful to the health of the city um i eighty one um and that was you know i found that useful to be kind of taken out of where i spent most of my time mm-hmm. up to then um i have to say george saunders uh, just as a person um you know if you read the kind of mythology of writers the kind of lesson of most uh, writing about writers is that you have to be incredibly selfish and and uh, you know just kind of shut everybody out of your life um there's all these stories about Henry James refusing to go to friends' weddings and funerals and whatever um because he was writing something you know and um and and George is actually a person who is incredibly generous um and gets a lot of writing done which Crazy. is which is really strange and um well he's a Buddhist hardcore he's a Buddhist yes um so so that was you know that was just like does, does he like hummus? I, I, I he's a Buddhist no I'm know. pretty sure he likes some. Mistakes. Yeah, he likes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, everybody. Well, like, accent confirmed. <laughs> um, but just having that as a kind of, uh, kind of as a model of a kind of writerly behavior was was um, really interesting and valuable. I mean, I'm still, I haven't become a good person, but like, <laughs> I know what that looks like. So, yeah, that, And like to
2: add to that, <laughs> he just had an event. We have a Living Writers Series up in Syracuse and we just had his. He was the last one for the semester. You know, after your event, you're kind of tired, like, you know, the come down, whatever, the adrenaline come down. And after the event, because I had talked to him earlier that I needed to like talk to him about stuff for next year, he probably, he, he, we went to like his hotel, the Barnes Hotel, and he talked to me for like two hours after his Holy event. Cow. After he had already talked to everyone at the dinner we had. Wow. Just because. And it was like normal for him, you know. Yeah. He's like the real deal, like kind of a saint.
0: Having a model like that is like the first step. Like, someday you could be a good person too, Keith. Mm. But, like, you have to have the models (laughs) to get there. Yeah, that's awesome. Hannah, you did not go to Syracuse. I didn't. But you can still answer this question. I went
3: to Columbia. I, um, both times. (laughs) Um, And I met actually George Saunders at Columbia. I feel like we should just talk about George Saunders. Um, He came and gave a talk, and he was (laughs) one of the most. Lovely people I've ever met, and he was te- my friend Danny Magriel, who went to Syracuse, had talked to me about George Sandros and how George taught him how to be a good person. I don't, and yeah, anyways, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but um, so I I've heard a lot about um, George just being that way, and I think that's something to really admire because um, there is this mythology. But as an artist or a writer, you have to be sort of a narcissist and selfish. And there is something actually like I think our art hopefully is about saving the world and is about being as generous as we can be. So, Columbia. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I can't, I don't want to talk down. Um, You don't have to directly talk about Columbia. It's an amazing place that... With amazing people. And there are... (laughs) Are
0: are you a brochure right now? Come on, let's get real. (laughs) No,
3: yeah. Um, I mean, I think MFA's are hard, and and it just depends. You know, it's a much bigger program. Um, But you do get access to sort of some of the most, you know, people who are publishing amazing things, and they're in New York City, and you get access to the publishing world as well. So however cynical I may want to be about it um it's an education on two levels you know yeah. both you know literature or whatever in the classroom and then also being able to be in the city and be a part of the industry
0: industry yeah and it and it doesn't matter like If you do decide to uh, attend a writing program of some kind, you will work or meet George Saunders at some point, because (laughs) he's so generous that he goes to every institution and gives a talk, apparently. That's awesome. Kind of thinking back to uh, my own MFA life uh, was in fine arts. But I asked my teachers one day, like, how do you um, how do you be an artist and also maybe have a family? And I was like, oh, fuck, none of them do. Like, not even one of them was even really in a serious relationship. I was like, oh, God, where are the roles? So it's nice to, like, you don't have to get all of your role models out of your, um, like, they were great for other things. I'm not dissing my, I'm not saying where I went, so I don't have to name names. But (laughs) um, you don't have to get everything out of a formal program. You can find role models all kinds of places, right? Right. Absolutely. Right? So, I mean, it's like. Do you continue working with other writers or checking in, or do you have people who read your work now? Or, you know, what's the aftermath of having gone to these programs for you? Is there a community that's maintained?
3: Okay. will go first. Yeah, funny. you go first. Um, I'm staring I, right at you. You know, it's funny. I actually, one of my dear friends from undergrad, as one of the readers who's read a lot of my work throughout, you know, before the MFA, she actually did her MFA as well, MFA, and afterward. And I have another friend who's a musician. My mother reads. And I work a lot, and then I have some friends um, from the MFA that I talk to a lot. But actually, my readers, like my most trusted readers, are people that I've known for a very long time. So, yeah, that's
1: um, me. I actually I have a, a writing group that um, is mm. currently in, in abeyance, but like we met for years while, and they read my book, you know, like eight times. Um, and it was, uh, it was a couple of people f- from my writing program, a couple of people who weren't, but, um, I really, anybody who's kind of starting out as a writer or continuing as a writer, I really recommend having a small group of people. You read their work, they read yours. It's not quite a workshop environment. You, you don't have to eat hummus, but you, but you right. can, but you can, <laughs> um, I like hummus and, uh, <laughs> You know, there's different I'm kinds not of hum- hummus. Anti hummus. No, they're just different- <laughs> saying. <laughs> there's different kinds of hummus. There's like black bean hummus. It doesn't have to be made of chick- chickpeas. I'm just saying, it's like, like not my first choice of thing. It's always
2: like, it seems like it's people's yeah. first choice. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like <laughs> hummus is cool. I, I can't go back there if people get up that I don't like hummus, you know? so Yeah, you're going to have some problems when you get back to Syracuse. I yeah. can
0: um, be invited to any of the parties.
2: Born in sl- this is like serious slander. Um, Uh, I I mean like like right now the second I'm kind of like early enough that I'm not showing stuff too much I do have some people from my MFA and outside the MFA Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of about making you know who are your friends that like reading who are your friends that are like you know smart considerate generous readers and um, I definitely have some of those in that from from having been in the MFA Um, and also I think again just because of the way publishing world is it's there's like there is like sort of like you run into people like 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 right now that have been through the same sort of spaces know some of the same people and that's that's something you know um and so i think it's um there's a lot you know kind of meeting people who are interested in what you're doing prior especially prior to like the part where the like the companies get involved i think that's nice like you know we're trying to do this thing we're trying to figure it out and we're all just sort of in it together
0: yeah uh for sure. I just have a couple more very quick questions of, before the silver box. And um, because Keith, you mentioned that you have people who've read your book as you're writing it eight times. It, I find it always kind of illuminating to um, ask our authors here what the timeline is of the first germs of the books that are sitting here, beautiful, published in bookstores. And to this point, like, what is the time span? of how this happened what happened like what like like a month right <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah um, I, i'm close like
2: give or take some years yeah like two weeks um no it's hard to call because like again the, the sto- so many of the stories are like made at different points but um probably the oldest story is about like six ish years old now at this point um MFA again like for I I graduated from MFA relatively recently 2016 and so like MFA is like you know almost like a hyper speed lock Mm -hmm. place for it because you all you're doing is thinking about your writing and reading and and so you're working on that you know I I, a lot of the stories I guess were really found themselves while I was in the MFA and that was even with having like you know I spent a whole year probably trying to do like bad Dennis Johnson and stuff (laughs) like probably a year doing bad whoever else
0: that's an essential part of the schooling process. that's part of the <laughs>
2: yeah. that's part of it i think and so um now you know it's hard to say for part of me wants to say like 27 years what the timeline really is because <laughs> of my first book but i like, yeah. probably like about six years ish you know and again but really it's more about like i think having dedicated time how many man hours in this store in this store because i'm like you know revising revising constantly constantly so i don't know but six ish years
0: the devil's number. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly.
1: Me? <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, that's funny. Six, yeah. Let's see, because that story I wrote that, that I spoke about earlier in 2012, and then I put it aside for a while, and then I revised it, and then it, Was rejected and then it was published. And then it was, yeah, so 2017. So that was about five years. And then, but my most recent book that is forthcoming was extremely different because I wrote Mm. it in like three months and edited it over a few months. And then, yeah, so it was like a year. It got but i mean then it takes a while to publish because the publishing industry is yeah, extremely slow. slow but yeah, anyways yeah. that was so they were like very different and i'm sure the third book will take you know who knows wow. uh, but yeah they were like very first book was a long time so I,
1: I wasn't
0: too far off with a month
3: no i mean i'm it, three months to write the first draft, okay. and then yeah. editing for yeah. about six yeah
1: um i know exactly how long it took me to write a terrible country uh because uh, my first book came out in 2008 um 2008 you said. 2008 yep and then i uh, went to take care of my grandmother for a year and then i got back and i started writing this book 2009 mm-hmm. so it took uh, and i finished it 2017 late 2017 it took eight years okay. um and uh which is much it's not that long I mean, it's not like a 1,000 pages <laughs> long or or 10,000 pages. It's like 300 pages. Um, at at sort of a certain point, a friend of mine uh, who's like in finance was like, if you actually knew all the words already and you just had to type the book, if you just had to physically type it, right, how long would that take? <laughs> you know, and I was like, I type like 80 words a minute, you know, and like a book has like 80,000 words. And so it, it would take like four days (laughs) um that's not how books are
0: written well but but it
1: really it really upset me when he said that um and uh yeah and i I had this i I remember also very vividly um you know people didn't when i started writing the book people didn't really care about russia that much it wasn't like a big deal it wasn't in the news all the time and um i very i remember in 2014 uh russia invaded ukraine Right, and I'm still like writing my book, and and I'm like, fuck <laughs> you know, this is out. the time <laughs> to time. publish my book. What it, I'm such an idiot, uh, to have taken so long. But luckily, uh, the Russians, um, they hacked the election, yeah. <laughs> so I had like a you know, like an extension. Um,
0: so, so it, yeah, you guys, the results of our election are a okay because we have this book. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, yeah, yeah, um. Wow. Well, you win for so Nana's won for Queen Story cuz he was um born here. And then Keith wins for longest time to write the book that's on the table. So we're gonna have to find something that you win tonight. Yeah. You're all, we're all winners, remember? Yeah, remember?
3: Yeah. I have to win something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um well then the last thing just uh is um so Hannah you mentioned you have the second book that's coming out and Keith this is your second book and um now this is your debut, uh, so maybe you have slightly different answers to this question, but just, and you all have been through formal education programs for writing. How do you, you all live in New York or Syracuse, which is also, you know, like, you know, it's New York, but you know, anyway. um, how do you, it's are busy Sixth places. Murrow. They're like, there's shit going on in the world. There's shit going on in your lives. How do you prioritize writing? And, like, you're, you guys are all continuing to do it. Like, Nana, you didn't just write one story. And you guys didn't just write one book. And I know you all have more work on you. So how do you, like, how do you prioritize this in your life? How do you make this happen for yourself?
3: Okay. Um, it's not always the easiest, I would say. I'm actually, like, dealing with this right now because <laughs> I have some an edit to, and I have to tell a bunch of people that. I have to take some time off work. Um, But anyways, but mostly typically on a daily, um, my daily schedule is to first thing in the morning write um, for at least a half an hour, sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours before looking at my phone and before even really talking to anyone. Like Jake, my fiance, he can say a few words to me. Um, But for the most part, it's like, no speaking, no looking at my phone, no looking at email, nothing. Just, right.
0: It's probably a healthy thing for everyone to do. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I don't have a very good uh, m- method like that. And although I do find as I get older, I need to do the work in the morning because as the day goes on, I get foggier and foggier and more tired and sleepy
0: so you're super foggy right now is what you're. i am a little sleepy
1: right now it's it's definitely past my bedtime (laughs) i I have little kids um but uh i guess for me it's it's partly i mean i this book was so bad for so long um that a less stubborn person (laughs) would definitely have stopped writing it and and but part of it for me is just a sense of embarrassment because i had told so many people that i was writing this book (laughs) um (laughs) And so, but by then I like, I mean, that's how we started N plus one. We had told so many people we we're going to yeah. start a magazine and then like we had to. Um, so that's kind of, I find that effective actually.
0: Uh, and uh, You did a pretty good job. N plus one is like a fucking awesome publication. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know N plus one? Yes. Ooh, Ooh. Woo. Yeah. Um, well that, I mean, that's like, like a good thing. Tell people you're doing stuff until <gasps> you have to be held accountable. Cause enough people are like, what do you, how's it going? How's it going? How's yeah. it going?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, I don't have a, I don't have a, like a good writing practice in general. So, um, but, and especially like times like right now, it's like completely in shambles because so much stuff is happening. Yeah. Um, but, and I kind of, I de- thought I was never going to be the kind of person who has like this kind of thing, but this past summer for the first time, I was able to kind of do something where I, I would go to the library, this is in Syracuse. I was there for a couple of days and. I was trying to do like a thousand words a day for some reason. I think because Jamie Amber, Jamie Amberg, was like prompting people to do that, mm. and so I just like tried to do that. And I would leave my phone at home and go to the library, and um, and you won't you you can go past a thousand and you kind of forget about that. But it's just a, trying to write to something every day, and I did that for twenty one days, and that was the um, first time I've ever had any type of thing, and it was good for me to know because now I know I can maybe do that again. But other than that, um, if I feel it, I'll try my best to get some something. But um. You know, it's like, so much life stuff happens in between. It gets really hard. Mm -hmm. Like, right now, like, since, like, during tour stuff, I forget about it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's amazing when people are in the midst of tours and stuff, and they're like, yeah, and I'm working on my book. I'm like, how the fuck? Right. (laughs) Are you doing that? I don't think there's any answer to that. I don't think there's any, like, proper writing practice. That's not a thing, right? I mean, whatever. (laughs) just curious. Uh, (laughs) All right, look, we have to get into... My what magic. is it, guys?
2: Magic, magic silver <laughs> box.
0: The magic silver box. And we have to decide who's going to get the first question, and this is how we're going to do it. I'm thinking of a party snack.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs>
0: so you guys need to tell me a party snack, and whoever is closest <laughs> gets the first question. Yeah, no. Um... Doritos? All right. <laughs> Doritos.
1: <laughs> Keith. what yeah, A party snack? Yeah, a party snack. Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> what so are you going to say now, Nana? Keith took hummus. You
2: can do it in a different... Um, black bean hummus. There you go. <laughs> Whoa. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Um... <laughs> The answer is pretzels, (laughs) so I'm gonna have to go with Doritos on this. Which means you actually won something. Oh yeah, Doritos is yeah. I mean, you think black bean hummus is closer to pretzels? (laughs) I think
3: yeah, I won on the
0: Doritos. So funny, I mean, we could have gotten really into like what flavor Dorito. You know.
3: Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) Who who
0: who votes? Who votes? Cool Ranch. I
3: was thinking that spicy Dorito.
0: You were thinking spicy. You got a Cool Ranch. You think it's like spicy Doritos. Wait, What's the purple one? He, that, that's that's a it, purple one? There's
2: a purple yeah. one. That it's way underrated. underrated. <laughs> I don't know what that it is. That sounds horrible. <laughs> no, not, no, not the, the bag is purple. Not the Doritos.
0: Well, yeah. Okay, whatever. Like the stuff inside the bag's totally natural. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're but, talking about Doritos.
0: <laughs> because it's important. I'm like, no Doritos. Thank you. I think they're disgusting. But you also won with that answer. So maybe I'm wrong.
1: Thanks. <laughs> I'm really into this. You also had the best writing practice, by the way. You know, just, yeah, yeah. you know, I was
0: just, I think maybe said. you should all do a combination of not looking at your phones and- Not um, looking at your phones. Yeah. Not looking at your phones, telling everyone you're doing something, and getting on a lot of airplanes, right? Then you have all three of your practices. (laughs) And then you're going to have, like, no book, because you'd really be very confused about who you are. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so let's see. The uh, asker of this question gets a drink ticket. Drinks, drinks. All right, Uh, here's the question, Hannah. Okay. Besides your book, which book that already exists do you wish you had written? Who asked this question? Good question.
3: I mean, do you wish you'd written your book? <laughs> I don't have a choice. Um, this is really hard because there's like so many books that I'm just, you know. But I will say, um, in relation to Sonora, uh, that it was a book that I had never read um, before having written this book. But I read after it was already, you know, in galley was uh, Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin, mm. and that when I read that, I was like, fuck. <laughs> 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 beautiful and um, I don't know that I wish I had written it because I couldn't have but it was just a book that I wished I had read
0: earlier mm. so. that's good that's a it's a good yeah and it's good to be like yeah I really like that book but I couldn't have written it like you could have written Sonora and you did so thank yeah. you for doing that <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great all right you are now out of the running for the next question great, great. chill out all right <laughs> um, where's my theory? There's, there's I actually, you know what? Because uh, this is, I'm such a mom, I um, uh, I know there's not food here, and sometimes our authors get hungry. So, if you guys you let me know, I have graham crackers oh. in my bag.
2: I'm interested in that. Are you interested in that? <laughs> no, for real? Do you want one? Not right now, but okay. yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, 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 no. I have to find uh,
0: this next prize before I. I to cross the what? Oh. Like what? Yeah. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Oh, that's awesome. I like that too. Okay, we'll we'll throw that into the mix. Okay. Let's see. So to decide between Keith and Nana, we're gonna be like, all right. I'm thinking of a letter of the alphabet. So R. Like, R. The one that we use. use oh my god, who just said you're already like jumping in with answers yeah. here? It, hey, you, you're right. like I think this I went is by my the favorite ball. letter. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was still introducing the format, but Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Fine, you know how it goes. Keith said R.
2: Um <laughs> Oh.
0: Oh. It's Even have an R and an O, one. and what freaks me the out, Keith, is that as I was talking, I'm like R in my head, and then you read my mind.
1: Did mm-hmm. you actually
0: read my mind? Just yes, now? I did. Yes, I did. Have you been doing that all night?
1: Uh, no, no, just for this one okay. question.
0: <laughs> you really wanted this question. Yeah, that's fine. So the um, this is the grab bag portion. Oh, that's good. Yeah, let's do that one. And uh, okay. the asker of this question will not only get this amazing plastic sword. You could do so many things with this sword. You could uh, pretend to be a miniature pirate, or you could stick it to Amazon. Amazon. Um, (laughs) Some might put an olive on it. I think that's expected. It's a little on the nose. A Dorito would be tricky. And if you can do that, you get another sword. But also, in addition to the sword, you get these, like, stickers with Grumpy Cat on them. Oh! This is, like, one of the best prizes we've Ooh. ever had.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. This is a question for Keith. Um, go? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I think maybe the person who asked this would appreciate this prize. Keith. Mm. Would you rather... Mm. Fight one horse-sized duck, or one thousand duck-sized horses. Who asked this question? <laughs> I can't wait to see what you do with this sword.
1: Duck-sized horses. I would. Uh, I would fight the thousand duck-sized horses. That makes sense. Yeah, I would kick them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd kick them. I wouldn't want to get uh, the the giant, uh, you know, beak of the duck. That would. just yeah. I, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Thank you for that question.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like the best question.
0: That sounds. That sounds bloody. Yeah. Uh, that whole scenario. Yeah. 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 That
2: is, that is bloody it would be bad. Smart, smart answer.
0: Smart answer. Um, maybe if you're lucky, she'll share one of the grumpy cat stickers with you.
2: <laughs> Let me
0: find this. So we have one for. Uh, oh, here we go. For Nana. And um, finding the prize. Oh, here we go. This is actually the bomb prize. This is a gift certificate to the Astoria bookshop. Ooh. Yeah. It's good for in-store purchase. It's a beautiful bookshop in Astoria. Hence its name, Astoria <laughs> bookshop. It's like really like props to Lexi who owns... A story bookshop for picking the right name for the bookshop. It's good. Like, you know, sometimes people tell you all crazy, but it's just, you know what? It's straightforward. (laughs) I want a book. I want to know where I can get the book. I can get the book in a story. I'm going to a story bookshop. Crazy town. All right. Now this is a this is a prying question, but I think you I think you can do it. I'm ready. You ready? The question is what sneaky something is something in your book that only you or inside secret friends know about?
2: Oh, there's
1: some. Oh <laughs>
0: who asked this question? Hey <laughs>
1: This will be a nice
0: well used certificate, I'm sure.
2: Um that's a good question um and i and i and i was thinking about it and i almost said it in reference to um my the queens thing a little bit because but i don't remember exactly if it's true maybe my my sister knows when we were so the number 12 was like significant in this book um there's like a 12-ton god right and there's 12 stories in it and um and i and i was thinking why well, i wonder why like that i chose that and i remember like when i was when i first moved when we first moved from queens i was in we went 12 Rensselaer drive and i think we may have been on the 12th floor and, um, in in Lefrak City again and all those th- so we were in 12-4 and, and I remember it was also weird like there was no 13th floor the next floor was like 14 in our building because I guess like bad luck or whatever so like 12 is like a thing and, I, and someone else told me that recently like, that's like Pisces or whatever too and that's my sign but um, one secret thing about 12s is just so I had this 12-ton god that sort of represents something like a musey muse like a mean muse like, a, like I think some people's like artistic muse is sort of like a tooth fairy mine's just like a, kind of like a jerk you know <laughs> like a bully more like a bully and um so 12 is like a thing and uh so ran sometimes randomly there's numbers like when i'll tell you i guess once this is a sneaky thing in the story zimmerland there's like these house numbers mm-hmm. for like it's like i don't know pretend theme parky space and i think both the house numbers are like the three digit numbers but they both equal 12 both of them mm-hmm. so it's like those kind of like ooh sneaky ooh. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's one
0: I like that. That's sneaky and also kind of like OCD a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of obsessive issues. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the 12, that's just like a fun fact that the 12 from the, on, in the frack, 12 and when we moved 12 all over the place. I don't know.
0: I kind of, I wouldn't see a thing like fun facts about the book. Friday Black, fun facts. <laughs> that's what needs that, that book needs Thank
2: that. you for that question.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, you guys, we are going to have one more question and it's a really awesome prize because you all have to answer it. So no one has to guess any snacks or letters. Um, but this is especially amazing because this is a, uh, a sponsor of the series we've had before. But it's a super bumped up. Like you could go there several times and use this gift certificate level gift certificate to sweet leaf coffee. Like who doesn't like coffee? Okay, some people don't. But they, they also have tea and muffins, m- muffins and sometimes pie. Cookies. You're familiar with sweet leaf? Yes. Yes. And (laughs) they also, and sometimes have chocolate, maybe. Or they have a location here on Center Boulevard that serves cocktails. So like, and 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 like food made in a kitchen, besides muffins, and brunch, which is food that was made in the kitchen for brunch, like eggs, and um am i hungry okay i have graham crackers if anybody needs all right i mean anyway yeah you get this sweet 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 leaf gift certificate there's two soon to be three locations in long island city so bah, 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 did you know that there's gonna be a third one on jackson further that Ooh. yeah it's been in the coming maybe january i think is the estimated opening which is just next month. Okay. Okay. I was really torn between two, you guys. I'm really torn. Pick both, Pick both? but I only have one mm. of these. I mean, that's rough, <laughs> you know? Like, I got one more drink ticket, uh, yeah. but that's really not fair. It's fine? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you because you're, like, familiar with Sweet Leaf, so. All right, fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Okay. The drink ticket will be this question. What did you buy on Black Friday slash Cyber Monday? <laughs> was it from Amazon? Who asked this question? Okay. The answer could be
3: nothing. Yeah, I, I, it's easy. I didn't buy anything.
1: I my wife wants a new stroller, and the, the one that she wants was on sale, <laughs> and I didn't on Black Friday, and I didn't buy it, and. They, you know it was like a code and I keep putting in the code into the web like it the code has expired <laughs> and I keep waiting for them to like send me an email where, with a code but they're not sending no. it because yeah. it's not
0: Black Friday anymore it's not no. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: I feel like for the rest of my life if I ever shop in Black Friday again I'd be like a huge fraud you know um <laughs> And um, because I hate Black Friday, I worked in the mall for several Black Fridays. I think it's hell. But I, I, I can't remember where I was. But I kind of needed something this fr- Black Friday. I think I needed clothes or something because like I had run out of clothes and I was like running around still. Did you like
0: forget it was Black Friday and you went into a store or something?
2: Um, no, I didn't. For- okay. I didn't forget. I just knew that it was, and then I, I just didn't buy it though. Like ethically, like I, like I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't participate. <laughs> oh, you know what yeah. it was? They had. I think I had to do some like an interview thing and then we went down there and I was like oh wait I need this and then I was like but I'm not going to buy now because there's too much going on but I also yeah. think again I'm, I, I'm anti it anyways but I also think like I especially like if I were to check out someone but be like gotcha <laughs> 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 liar <laughs> fraud <laughs> so I think I'm done and, and I didn't stop buying anything online either you can check my history if you want
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a public person yeah. in the world now this is important yeah, it's like, so the answer is no one bought anything all right. Kind of, I guess that's yeah. what we got. Yeah, there. all right.
2: Yeah. Good
0: for us. Yeah, right. definitely not no, from I'm Amazon. Not <laughs> that's that no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry. i hope that you guys somehow someday get a stroller that you need.
1: Keith? We don't actually need it. Our oh, stroller, okay. The <laughs> current stroller is fine.
0: But. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sensing a backstory. <laughs> More.
2: Sorry. This is sorry. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because I would be the podcast, so be careful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you deserved the, the, the yeah. more than the drink ticket. Interesting question. Okay. Um, all right. This is the final question. This is the winner of the, of the coffee gift card. <clears throat> what is the most peculiar place where you have been able to write? All right.
2: Oh. All right. You guys are like? I don't want to tell
3: okay. you. It's really weird. I mean, I was gonna say, I yeah, I was gonna say um, the bathroom, but then I was like, I guess people think a lot in that. um The MTA at rush hour, yeah, yeah. that is, yeah. How
0: do you have, how do, I mean,
3: I don't have to do, do it anymore. Do it? Thank God. But I used how, to how write. You- I used to write, and I, I would, I would like you know, whatever. On your phone? Right on my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or okay. sometimes I would like, if I had it printed out, like, you know, yeah. On the, yeah, on the train at like 8.30 a.m.
1: I've, I've, I, I, yeah. I, well, this is boring, but I mean, I'm, me too. Yeah. And, and, uh, especially during the, before they put uh, the internet in it, you know, there's mm-hmm. a period where you could like go on the subway and not be online on your phone. Right. Yeah. And also I had a Blackberry with like keyboard. I mean, oh. I, I was on fire with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, with so. your
0: tiny, tiny thumbs, Yeah, they, I guess. You're stu- your thumbs Did, actually start to hurt. Do they?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the BlackBerry fell apart, and they stopped making them. So <laughs> that slowed down my process. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, emergency rooms, I think. Oh. Wait. No other context given. (laughs) No. no, I can give more.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because like, were you there for yourself or for someone else? Oh, wow. Two
2: different different times, but yeah, or more than two different times actually. Emergency room, definitely. Wow.
0: If you're sitting there in the emergency triage and they're like deciding who to take in, and you're sitting there writing, and you're like, you don't know, really, I'm I'm having an emergency.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes I do this thing where like I'm just kind of like like writing in my head, but like I so I don't physically write it. I still do that now a lot, like in the when I'm just like delayed and upset. Um, <laughs> uh, I like will get like a line, and I like remember and I kind of like weirdly like repeat it over and over again. And I, one time I got sick when I was younger, not young when I was in college, and um, I was in the hospital. I didn't know what was going on. Like it was like it ended up being okay. It was just like a staph infection that got really bad. And like but it was pretty bad. Like my skin was peeling off. It's a whole thing. I have pictures if you want later on. <laughs> of like my whole bottom foot skin like off. Anyways. Um, I had like I I wrote I, I wrote a story about it and like I got like a lot of it just in my head like in like in between being like, okay or not, mm. and then later on when my dad was going to the hospital a lot which is even like current now like I would be like okay not not so much now now I kind of stopped it because I think it's kind of a, a weird thing to like do that too much, but um to do what too much to go to the emergency room to like oh to be in that like, constant like let me glean this experience for writerly stuff I try to like turn that off sometimes but um yeah. So emergency rooms, I think, have been like I've gotten a lot in there.
0: That's good. Okay, so let that be our lesson that we leave with tonight: is that, well, <laughs> first of all, some weird shit happened in on his feet. Um, but Key. that you can uh, you can uh, take inspiration from. You never know what, but also be careful to uh, just also live your life in the world and not feel like you have to make everything into material because we're all just humans Lord. who hate Amazon. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to okay. say really huge, huge, huge thank you to Nana, Keith, and Hannah. Thank you. That's today's show. If you like what you heard, tell a friend or leave a review wherever you found us. Special thanks to LIC Bar, the Astoria Bookshop, and our amazing intern, Nadine Santoro. A shout out to our sponsors over the years, LIC Corner Cafe, Sweet Leaf Coffee, Court Square Diner, and The Gantry Restaurant. This episode was recorded by Carl Jacob and mixed and edited by Craig Ely. Our theme music is by Pat Irwin. The LIC reading series is made possible in part by the Queen's Council on the Arts with public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. I'm your host, Catherine Lasota. See you next time in Queens.